Dr. Balaga here. I have another terrific God Knowledge Doc podcast for physicians and advanced practice providers, including uh, physician assistants and nurse practitioners. You should find this podcast very useful in your practice. This is a montage of the cover of uh, many of the books I've either authored or edited and many of the slides and figures uh, are from these books. What is desirable cholesterol? The cholesterol levels are different among different human populations. In the hunter-gatherer humans, the total cholesterol is less than 130 milligrams per deciliters. And in the pygmies, it's even as low as 110 milligrams per deciliter. Whereas in the adult American male, the mean total cholesterol is around 210 milligrams per deciliter. And we know from the statin data that lower LDL cholesterol is better. LDL levels increase with age. After the age of one year, LDL steadily increase. There's a sharp rise from the neonate to the age of one year, up to 60 milligrams per deciliter. And after that, it continues to increase over the years. It's like my gray hair with aging. The LDL levels of the bad cholesterol continues to elevate. And this left panel graph is from European Heart Journal, reported recently in 2021. And on the right side is a table from JAMA or a segment of a table which shows that LDL cholesterol increases with age. Between 20 and 29 years of age, it's about 121 milligrams per deciliter. And between 60 and 74 years in men, it's about 148 milligrams per deciliter. In women, around the between 20 and 29, it's 113 milligrams per deciliter. And between 50 and 59, it's about 157 milligrams per deciliter. 60 to 74, it's 161 milligrams per deciliter. And this probably explains the high incidence of coronary artery disease five years after menopause in women. This figure is from a, a dyslipidemia handbook published by Oxford University Press edited by myself and uh, Dr. Chris Cannon from Harvard University and the Brigham and Women's Hospital. This figure, uh, originally from the Jack Journal 2004, shows a log linear relationship between LDL cholesterol and relative risk for coronary artery disease. This relationship is consistent with a large body of epidemiological data uh, available from clinical trials of LDL lowering therapy. These data suggest that for every 30 milligram deciliter change in LDL cholesterol, the relative risk of coronary artery disease is changed in proportion by about 30%. The relative risk is set at 1.0 for LDL cholesterol equal, equivalent to 40 milligrams per deciliter. Multiple clinical trials and meta-analysis have shown that the primary determinant 
in reducing atherosclerotic coronary vascular disease risk reduction is the absolute reduction in LDL cholesterol. Every 1 millimeter per, per liter that is about 38.7 milligrams per deciliter. The reduction in LDL cholesterol is associated with a 23 percent relative risk reduction in major atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease events. A cholesterol treatment trialismant analysis showed that reducing LDL cholesterol by 1 millimole per liter results in a 10 percent relative risk reduction in all cause mortality. Hot off the press is the bempidoic acid clinical trial, the CLEAR trial showing its efficacy. I would like to uh, provoke thought in clinicians and scientists interested in dyslipidemia. Given the previous uh, slides I discussed, the triple therapy with SEBA or the SEBA protocol, which includes statin, ezetimibe, bempidoic acid in many patients with elevated LDL, may be beneficial and maybe even preferential to uh, injectable alternatives like PCSK9 inhibitors. The National Lipid Association in their uh, uh, publication suggested that in South Asians, that is from the Indian subcontinent, a target LDL of 70 less than 70 uh, is preferable for high-risk individuals, less than 50 for very high-risk individuals, and less than 30 for extreme-risk individuals. And this is, is similar to infants and neonates in the graph I showed you earlier in this podcast. Now coming to hot of the press data with bempidoic acid, it's an ATP citrate lyase, lyase inhibitor. ATP citrate lyase lies upstream of 3-hydroxyl-3-methylglutarides coenzyme A, that, that is HMDCOA, the enzyme targeted by statins. Because of the very long chain acyl-CO synthetase 1, AC, ASCBL1 is required to activate bempidoic acid and that ACBL1 is not expressed in skeletal muscle. Bempidoic acid is probably inactive in skeletal muscle and, and which could therefore reduce the risk of myopathy, myopathy. So this cartoon here shows that bempidoic acid is inactive only after it enters the liver cell it's activated and it inhibits ATP citrate lyase which is upstream uh, in the path in the cholesterol synthesis pathway whereas ACSVL1 is not present in skeletal muscle and therefore bempidoic acid was, is less likely to cause myopathy. Hot of the press is a New England Journal of Medicine article by the clear trial outcomes investigators led by Steve Nissen. The title of the article was Bempidoic Acid and Cardiovascular Outcomes in Statin Intolerant Patients. 
Pemphitoic acid and ATP citrate lies inhibitor reduces LDL cholesterol and has been described to have less muscle related adverse events. However, its effects on cardiovascular out outcomes were uncertain. Therefore, these investigators con conducted a double blind randomized placebo controlled trial involving patients who are unable or unwilling to take statins owing to an unacceptable adverse effects or, or the so-called statin intolerant patients and had or were at high risk for cardiovascular disease. The patients were assigned to receive oral bempidoic acid 180 milligrams daily or placebo. The primary endpoint was a four component composite of major cardiovascular events defined as death from cardiovascular causes, non-fatal MI, non-fatal stroke or coronary revascularization. The study cohort comprised of nearly 14,000 patients who underwent randomization. Approximately 7,000 were assigned to bempidoic acid and around 7,000 to the placebo group. The median duration of follow-up was 40.6 months, that is a little over 3 years. The mean LDL cholesterol level at baseline was 139 milligrams per deciliter in both groups. And after 6 months, the reduction in level was greater with bempidoic acid than with placebo by 29.2 milligrams per deciliter. The observed difference in percentage redu reductions was around 21 percentage points in favor of bempidoic acid. So by reducing the LDL by these percentage points, what these investigators found was that the incidence of the primary endpoint was significantly lower with the bempidoic acid than with placebo, 11.7% uh, or 819 patients, whereas in the placebo group it was around 13.3% uh, or 927 patients, the hazard ratio is 0.87 and a 95% confidence interval was between 0.79 to 0.96 and the p-value equaled 0 0.004 as were the incidence of the composite of death from cardiovascular causes, non-fatal stroke or non-fatal myocardial infarction and for this the hazard ratio was 0 0.85 and the p-value was equivalent to 0 0.006. Fatal or non-fatal -myoc non myocardial infarction was also reduced and the hazard ratio was 0 0.77 with the p-value of 0 0.002 and for coronary revascularization there was also a reduction with a hazard ratio of 0 0.81 with the p-value of 0.001. However, bempidoic acid had no significant effects on fatal or non-fatal stroke, death from cardiovascular causes or death from any cause. The incidences of gout and cholelithiasis were higher with bempidoic acid than with placebo, as were the incidences of small increases in serum creatinine, uric acid and hepatic enzyme levels. 
the authors of the study concluded that among statin intolerant patients, treatment with bempedoic acid was associated with a lower risk of major ad adverse cardiovascular events, including death from cardiovascular causes, non-fatal myocardial infarction, non-fatal stroke, or coronary revascularization. This trial was funded by Espirion Therapeutics. The actual prevalence of statin intolerance is a topic of dispute or debate and a recent meta-analysis places the overall rate of approximately 9%. Conditions such as diabetes, obesity, older age, chronic liver disease and chronic kidney disease appear to increase the, the risk of statin intolerance. High intensity statin therapy has been advocated for all patients with established atherosclerotic vascular disease as well as those at high risk for atherosclerotic vascular disease. However, a sizable portion of this population, approximately 10% of those who would benefit from statins are unwilling or unable to take them primarily owing to muscle-related symptoms. This trial has shown that bempedoic acid is very ben is beneficial in, in these patients. Once again, the percentage of patients with muscle aches and myalgias was similar in, in the bempedoic acid group and the placebo group, but the incidences of uh, gout, uh, cholelithiasis, gallstones, and laboratory elevations in creatinine, uric acid, and liver enzymes were higher with bempedoic acid than with placebo. There is no question that these compelling results of this clear outcomes trial will increase the utilization of bempedoic acid in patients with established atherosclerotic vascular disease and in those for high risk for vascular disease who are unable or unwilling to take statins. In an accompanying uh, editorial, John Alexander, MD, uh, in, the, uh, in, a, in, in an editorial titled Benefits of Bepidoic Acid Clear Now, this editorial is in NEGM and uh, Dr. Alexander is at uh, Duke Health. He says, it's premature, however, to consider bempedoic acid as an alternative to statins given the overwhelming vascular benefits of statin he advocates that clinicians should continue their efforts to prescribe them at max tolerated doses for appropriate patients including those who may have discontinued statins because of presumed side effects Although bepidoic acid also reduces LDL cholesterol levels in patients taking statins, the clinical benefits of bepidoic acid added to statin therapy, he says, are unknown. He says two observations from clear outcomes trial warrant further exploration. First, given the pathobiology of atherosclerosis, the suggestion of a greater effect of bepidoic acid in the primary prevention cohort than in the secondary prevention cohort is probably due to chance 
He says it's possible, however, that in patients uh, may benefit from uh, benefit more from benzoic acid when administered early in the course of atherosclerotic disease, or that concomitant therapies diminish the benefits of benzoic acid in secondary prevention cohort. The second uh, observation he says, which warrants observation, is the fact that benzoic acid had no observed effect on mortality. Again, this could be due to effective concomitant therapy treatment, and that the observation periods were too short, or the actual absence of an effect of benzoic acid on mortality. He goes on to say many individual trials of statins have not have not shown an effect of the agent at mortality. It's only through the meta-analysis of multiple clinical trials the effects of statins on mortality be became clear. In another editorial regarding the science behind the study titled Bempedoic Acid and the Prevention of Cardiovascular Disease, Dr. John Keeney, Jr. MD, says that it's generally accepted that the contemporary statins produce a 22% reduction in the risk of vascular events for each reduction in LDL cholesterol level uh, of 39 milligrams per deciliter or 1 millimole per liter. And this response is roughly uh, linear. He says it's also accepted that high intensity statin, that is greater than 20 milligrams of rosuvastatin or 40 milligrams of atorvastatin, should yield a reduction in LDL cholesterol levels of approximately 50 percent. Therefore, it is clear that considerable risk reduction of cardiovascular events can be achieved with statin monotherapy. Bempedoic acid monotherapy lowers LDL cholesterol levels by 28% and this effect is attributed to approximately 16% in patients receiving maximum tolerated dose of statins. The clear outcomes trial, he says, also showed that bempedoic acid when used in addition to modest cholesterol lowering therapy led to a reduction in LDL cholesterol level that exceeded that of placebo by 29 milligrams per deciliter or 0.75 millimoles per liter, a finding that corresponded to 13% lower risk of cardiovascular disease. This correspond, corresponds between a reduction in the LDL cholesterol level and a reduction in the risk of cardiovascular events is on par that observed with statins. However, determining whether bempedoic acid is preferable to statins, Dr. Kinney says, would require a direct comparison trial which is unlikely to be realized with patients who are able to receive statins, given that it would be unethical, unethical to do so, uh, uh, unethical to withhold statin treatment from them. Rather, he says, the most likely scenario in which a choice would need to be made between bepidoic acid and statin would be for those patients with statin-associated adverse events 
such as myopathy or diabetes, which could in theory be avoided with bipedoic acid. Another point he makes about side effects from the clear outcomes trial is that it did not show a clear association between bempedoic acid and muscle disorders, new onset diabetes or worsening hyperglycemia, which is, he says, a welcome news for standard intolerant patients. However, these data must be interpreted cautiously, he cautions because bempedoic acid when combined with a statin appears to enhance the occurrence of muscle symptoms. In addition, bempedoic acid has its own side effects including tendon rupture, increased uric acid levels and gout, reduced GFR which are not seen with statin use. Another important Side effect is a drug interaction. Bempedoic acid can increase circulating levels of simvastatin and pravastatin, so it should not be used in patients who are receiving these agents at doses above 20 milligrams for simvastatin and 40 milligrams for pravastatin, respectively. Similarly, bempedoic acid should not be used with fibrates other than phenofibrate because of concerns regarding gallstones or cholelithiasis. Finally, Dr. John Keeney asks the question, where does bempedoic acid fit in with other cholesterol-lowering therapies? This study clearly shows that bempedoic acid can be used as an adjunct to statin and non-statin therapy except as discussed uh, before, to produce an additional 16 to 26 percent reduction in LDL cholesterol level. However, he says it is not yet clear to what extent adjunctive pimpidoic acid will further reduce the risk of cardiovascular events. He says this issue can be addressed with specific trials powered to detect the effects of bempedoic acid on clinical events. However, at least in standard intolerant patients, he goes on to say that the data from the clear outcomes trial indicate that bempedoic acid may reduce both LDL cholesterol level and the risk of cardiovascular events. Now I would like to bring your attention to the small study which used a combination of heterostatin, azitimibi and bempedoic acid, the um, mean, mean age of the cohort was 60, uh, for the 63 randomized patients was around 61 years and when they used the triple uh, therapy or the SIBA protocol as I say, it significantly lowered LDL cholesterol allowing more than 90% of the patients in the study to reach guideline recommended LDL cholesterol levels. This could be an option to people who do not want to take subcutaneous PCSK9 medications. We need more data on tolerability, efficacy uh, and cost for this approach. Lastly, I would like to discuss the Fourier-Ohl trial that is the Fourier 
uh, open label extension studies, the US and Europe. The primary analysis was pooled across studies. The primary endpoint was the incidence of adverse events, lipid values and major adverse cardiovascular uh, events were prospectively collected. 6,635 patients were enrolled in this open extension study. Around 3,355 were randomized to evolucumab and the remaining to placebo. The median fo follow-up in this extension study is 5 years. Maximum exposure to evolucumab in the parent plus 4 year uh, open extension study was 8.4 years. At 12 weeks, in 4 year old, the mean LDL cholesterol was 30 milligrams per deciliter and 63.2% achieved LDL cholesterol less than 40 milligrams per deciliter on evolucumab. Incidences of serious adverse events, muscle related events, new onset diabetes, hemorrhagic stroke and neurocognitive events with evolucumab long term did not ex exceed those for placebo-treated patients during parent study and did not increase over time. During the four-year open-label extension follow-up period, patients originally randomized in the parent trial to evolucumab versus placebo had a 15% lower, lower risk of cardiovascular death, MI, stroke, hospitalization for unstable angina or coronary revascularization, a 20% lower risk of cardiovascular death MI or stroke and a 23% lower risk of cardiovascular death. This is hypothesis generating and we need more studies to have a better understanding on the effect of evolucumab on mortality. Finally, the CLEAR trial has shown us that bempitoic acid is an important medication particularly in patients are intolerant to statins due to um, muscle aches and other related issues. It is efficacious and more importantly, this may be the foundation for triple therapy with the SABA protocol that is statin, ezetimibe and bempedoic acid, particularly in patients who do not want to take subcutaneous injection with PCSK9. More data is needed to determine the efficacy and safety of triple therapy for lipid lowering.